What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Kicks and Picks Podcast. Nick and Scotty here. It is the World Cup semifinals. Ball don't stop. Kicks and picks don't stop. Scotty, early Sunday morning for us. What's going on? Yeah, I mean, it's it's it feels like it's been a pretty busy last few days, but it's only been four games. But I think that's mostly because we've had two games go to penalties. And the other two matches, one of them probably should have gone to penalties. And the other one was just a out-and-out brawl to keep a one nothing lead. So we've been through it the last two days, just watching four you know, quarterfinal matches. I'm, I'm excited to see what the semifinals brings. No, no doubt about it. And uh, appreciate you guys following along with us. We've, we've covered each and every round. Um, I, I want to say that we did really well last round, but let's just be completely honest. I don't think anybody in the world had Morocco making it this far, even though Scotty was very high on Morocco. Let's give him credit there. I don't think anybody in the world had Croatia making it this far. Kudos to them. Um, you know, that being said, I think, you know, we, we pretty much nailed that France match, which I'm happy about. We gave out some unders, we gave out some overs. We, we did okay, but um, let, let's just give all the credit in the world to Croatia and Morocco real quick. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Croatia is one of those squads. I think we talked about it in the preview beginning of the world cup where it's like, you know, they have the pedigree, they have the experience and they've proven it in the, you know, the, the, this similar level of stage in the past. It's just, they've been kind of aging out. Um, so it's kind of a question of whether or not they can kind of maintain that level for one last tournament. And they definitely have. So full credit to them, you know, full credit to Modric and, and, and Kovacic uh, for, you know, keeping that level sustained and uh, interesting matchup with um uh, Argentina. So good luck to them. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that's super interesting and I could only speak for myself, but I mean, you know, listen, I, I think we're all kind of feeling this way and certainly a lot of, you know, friends, people that we talk about soccer with, um, you know, we were all pretty high in these teams that could score and, and look at two of the four teams that are here, or even look at all four of them. I mean, Argentina has not been, lighting the world on fire. I think that was predicted by us, but kudos to them. They've gotten here. Croatia barely scoring a goal a match. I mean, I think outside of that Canada match, you know, they're not really doing it. Morocco, I think has the least goals in the tournament or something like that, or definitely least 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 XG or something out of any teams outside of Qatar. I don't know if that's the case, but zero, 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 one, zero. I mean, Listen, defense first, right? That's really what's dominated this tournament, and I don't think any of us really saw that. Yeah, like you said, like outside of that Canada match, Croatia has scored two goals in four games, and they're found their way to the semifinals. But when we talk about teams needing to score goals, you usually need to score goals to get out of the group stage. Once you get to knockouts, you can sit back and win 0-0 penalties every single time. If you trust your defense, you trust your penalty takers. No, and it is done exceptionally well so um let's start with uh, the first match here argentina taking on croatia argentina the actually really solid number on them they are the favorite as you would expect they're minus 125 uh croatia plus 400 and the draw plus 245 um on some other numbers for croatia here they are plus 205 to advance plus 260 draw no bet uh, i mean it, it I'll, I'll just pose the question, Scotty. You know, is this is this where Croatia starts to fall apart? Is this where Argentina starts to dominate? Or have we just been completely wrong up until this point? And it's Croatia the side. Can they do it? Yeah, I mean, it's tough for me, right? So I was obviously high on Argentina versus Netherlands. 
I had the money line plus 150. You took Netherlands plus half a goal. Your pick ended up winning, although I would argue I had the right pick. I think that was as bad yes. be as anything yes. in this tournament with that. You know, it was a great set piece. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's a very cleverly designed set piece. It was perfectly executed in the 90, what, ninth minute, something crazy like that. Yes. Um, so to see Argentina here now at, you know, you know, minus 125 money line against a Croatia team that I think has seemed or proven to be a little bit more durable and, and uh, capable than that Netherlands squad. I don't, I don't really want to take at Argentina again. It just, it feels like I've been burned by them a little bit. Uh, and I don't like the odds here compared to what I had in the last match. So I'm kind of leaning towards Croatia here, at least plus half a goal. I think that's, uh, I think plus half a goal or, or, you know, double chance it's even money plus one Oh five. Yeah. I, I kind of like that because it, with the way that these games have been going, they've all been going kind of to the last whistle, you know, there's, or even into extra time. Yeah. That feels like the best you know spot here. No, I, I tend to agree. I mean, I, I think you summed it up perfectly, right? I, I mean, I think you handicapped the last game exceptionally well. I think I put out the best bet just because of who I thought Argentina was, not necessarily that the Dutch deserved to get that draw, but I guess when you need two goals and, you know, 85th minute plus and you get them or whatever it is, you do deserve that draw. Right. And that's the entire point I've been trying to make about Argentina this whole time. We know they have Messi. We know that Alvarez looks good. We know Lotaro hasn't gotten going yet, um, but their defense isn't very good and their goalkeeping isn't very good. I mean, I shouldn't say that Martinez looked awesome in the shootout, but he looked great in the PKs. Yeah. But he's, you know, I, I think we said it during the game he, before penalties happen, right? He's got to be the worst goalkeeper left in the tournament. Um, so I always kind of figured that would be Argentina's downfall. And could it be this game? Maybe it could. I mean, you you said it. I don't think Croatia is going to give up nearly as much. Um, I don't think Argentina gets out and coasts that 2 nothing lead that they did against the Netherlands. And the other thing we've mentioned about this squad is it's taken some pretty exceptional goals and plays from Messi and from others up until this point to even make it here. Yeah. So and I, I kind of worry, you know, where does that boot drop? It almost feels like it's a Brazil in waiting, right? Eventually there's going to be that game where the goals don't come. So how do they get past it? Yeah. And, you know, I'm talking about a Croatia squad that just kept a very dynamic, very lethal Brazilian attack to no goals for 110 minutes, yeah. basically, yeah. right? Um, then it took a you know again one of those great moments of genius by by Neymar to to score on uh, the opening goal. But uh, the under for this one right now under two and a half is, is minus what is this minus one minus one ninety ninety. Yeah. So you're talking about a game where the you know, the books at least think we're looking at maybe a, a 1-0-1-1 game at best. Um, and so in that in that area, it's like, how do you not take the team that is double chance at even money, right? Like, you, it's that's such a fine margin that if you're trying to take this Argentina squad, you really need to hope that Argentina's going to come out and get two goals. And at that point, it's you might as well also just take the over. Right. So, uh, no, I, I think that's more than fair. And I think that's that's what I'm leaning towards as well. Um, you know, we, you don't make the semifinals of the world cup by accident. I don't care what happens. Croatia's proven it. And um, I think they keep this close and it, they may not win, but they very well could get to extra time or to penalties. Yeah. And then, you know, the other thing I was just thinking too, is Croatia has been one of those teams that 
they haven't really been reliant on one guy. And that seems to be the kind of the recipe for success so far in this tournament. And Nobody like has you just said, <laughs> yeah. And like you said, with our, like, you know, Argentina really are, you know, mostly reliant on Messi, whether it's goal scoring or goal creating. So if, if it's just one bad day by Messi, it, it's definitely going to be over. You know, that's, they don't really have somebody else that's going to step up. Like we've talked about Dybala has been missing, you know, he just hasn't even seen the pitch, you know, Di Maria is way past it. Um, Alvarez has looked good, but he's been reliant on Messi's, you know, uh, service to, to get those goals. So I don't know. It, it feels very much like a game that is going to be down to the wire. And if you're talking about a game that's down to the wire, you know, I'll take the underdog in that if you're putting money on it, because, you know, there's it, just too much that can go wrong and against you to, to have more money at stake for lesser odds. Yeah, no question. Um, one bet I just want to throw out for your thoughts. Um, or it's, the line is is very interesting to me. Both teams to score plus 125 for yes, minus 160 for no. So I think that's right in line with the under. Do you think there's a chance we see a 0-0 draw going into extra time? I mean, that's a plus 600 bet right now. If Croatia is going to going to have a chance here. Yeah. It, it's going to be one of those games where it's a zero zero for as much as possible. And they, they either get, you know, that free kick opportunity that they can work a solid set piece off of, or it's something where Parasic just has one of his moments, right? Like we've seen Parasic do this in the past yeah. where from nothing, he just hits something from, you know, 25 yards, 30 yards yeah. out, and it just finds the top corner. So, you know, it, I would, I would definitely feel like that is how this match is going to go. The question is like how, you know, how much risk does Argentina take with the way that they set up? Because we know Croatia is going to sit back. We know that Argentina is probably going to have 60 some odd percent possession if, you know, if not more. Is Argentina really going to try to open things up and and play themselves, you know, into troubles essentially where they might leave themselves open for for a Croatian counter? Um, Croatia hasn't been like as quick as say Morocco on the counter, but they definitely have that lethality. And, you know, like we said with Parasic, he can certainly drive up the wings and, and create. So I'm curious to see how, what Argentina does, you know, how much they open themselves up, how, you know, forward they get, at least in this first half, um, yeah. or do they kind of play it a little more safe? Do they try to you know, keep that possession and see if Messi can't create something and, you know, have one of his, you know, magical moments um, that I'm not, I, I wish I had a, a crystal ball. and could tell you for right. sure what's going right. to happen. Cause I could see both happening. But I do yeah. think that if this ends up, you know, zero zero in the first half, you're looking at a a one zero. You know, what, the person who scores first probably wins. Yeah, I, no I don't about think it. I don't think it becomes one of those games where you know you you see like the back and forth like we saw with France and England. It's yeah. going to be a whoever scores is going to get that goal, and then they're going to sit back and just soak up the rest of the pressure the pressure for the rest of the match. And we have to throw it out there: this could be a penalty kick special. Messi first goal scorer plus three thirty. Um, it's. Didn't, it hasn't didn't, been a bad us, didn't cash for us in the Netherlands, unfortunately. Alvarez scored the opener. I was a little disappointed there. We were on a, a roll, and that kind of felt like it. That's probably how I knew that my my bet was going to eventually lose. Because even though that worked for me on the money line, it just it felt like a loss at this time. So yeah, um, and uh, yeah, Messi anytime plus one thirty five. I mean, as good a numbers as you'll get uh, on him. Also, Alvarez is plus two forty. Not bad. Um, yeah, he, he's looked really good the last few games. Um, I think with with him and Messi kind of getting a little bit more used to each other, uh, Messi's been able to create a bit more uh, opportunities for him, and and he's good at taking them. You know, he's he's a guy that 
uh, when we're talking about finishing ability, he has it. He's not one of those guys that wasted. He's not like a Sterling or, or a Grealish or I'm listing all English players, unfortunately, but one yeah, of those guys um, that, you know, here I'll, uh, I'll throw it. Let's who are some guys from Roma that we know don't finish since coach isn't here. Oh, Tammy right now, for sure. Tammy's not finishing. That's true. Zaniolo yeah. is the king. Zaniolo king of that. Yep. Yeah. So I would say Alvarez, if he has those opportunities, even on, on a big stage like this, he's not going to like, you know, succumb to the pressure. He, he's, he's, pretty reliable in that sense. So um, I don't mind that either, but you know, if you, if you are on Argentina, if you really do like Argentina to win minus minus one twenty five, as I mentioned is a little yep. too pricey for my tastes. Um, if you want to take Argentina win and under two and a half, if I'm reading this correctly, it's plus two fifteen. That sounds that's not bad. Like a great deal. Quite honestly, that's not bad. I, I yeah. think that's the way to go. So me personally, I'll take Croatia plus half a goal. It's even money. I think there's every opportunity that this is going to be a game that we've seen in the last, you know, three or four days that it's going to come down to potentially extra time and then PKs. So cover yourself in that first 90 minutes, take the double chance. If Croatia go up a goal, then that I think you can feel pretty good about that cashing. Cause I don't think, you know, yeah. you'll see Argentina come back from, you know, score two if, if Croatia goes up one, unless it's like in the first 10 minutes. But um, even if they don't, I, I think we were saying, this could very much be a zero zero game at half. And then if Argentina really wants to open it up, you know, they might, but uh, it feels like that's the safest way. If you're really high on Argentina, if you are a big messy stand and you want to represent and you're trying to find a way to put money on Argentina without you know losing value, I think Argentina under two and a half parlay is the way to go. That's that's pretty good juice. I'm with you. Um, So let's talk about the other two teams that got here. So Morocco, all credit to them, um, you know, took care of Spain, just recently took care of Portugal, did actually get a goal in this game. Uh, so one nothing scored right before half and basically held it down from there. Um, listen, another the, tough the, beat for us, if we're being honest, because we had yeah. zero zero first half score. That was About nailed 45 on. seconds before the whistle. Yeah, nailed on through this whole half. And it was, of all teams, it was Morocco that was new. You know, I, I I was just hoping that Morocco could hold on defensively and keep Portugal at bay. But of course, it's it's the other way around. So yeah. that one hurt. I feel bad for for anybody that took that bet from our side yeah. because we recommended it. I mean, it was a good pick. It just was a sucky one to lose. So No doubt. Uh, no doubt. But probably the easiest under for a match that we've had in in very long time. So, um Probably expect a little more of that in this one. So, you know, Morocco seems to me like the team, uh, and Croatia is a little bit of it too. If they had a competent forward, um, we'd oh. be thinking about them a whole lot differently. But they've they've only given up, what, like two goals this entire tournament? Yeah. The formula has worked. And now, um, you know, while, while Spain and Portugal are great teams, they're not exactly France. So I'm very interested to see what's going to happen here. France comes off the heels of, uh, I don't want to say a decisive victory over England, but a a hard-fought, maybe deserved victory over England. Um, You know, they were a little suspect there on defense, but they certainly created a lot of good chances. They took enough of them to win. And um, this team just looks the most battle-tested of any team here. And I think while we were always pretty high on France and said they were the best team coming out of Europe, um, I, I don't know that I thought of that particularly coming into this tournament, right? We we knew they had a lot of injuries. They've missed players at every position. But you know what? These guys have been here before. A lot of them have won this trophy before. And that is really seeming to be the difference at, at, in this France team. 
Yeah, I mean, we could talk about injuries, but France's depth, you know, negates that almost instantly, right? Like, yeah, they're missing Benzema, who's our, you know, the the balloon door of, of this year, and missing Nkunku, who's been one of the you know brightest up and coming names in in European club football. But it's not like those are the guys that you know we were talking on, on text. Like I don't know that Nkunku was going to see the, the pitch this this tournament, regardless if they needed a goal scorer to come on or whatever. He, they, they just had so many options. So um, it's crazy that you can talk about a, a country losing you know players of that quality, but not really missing a step. But I think that's kind of almost what we expected with France. So yeah, um, there's and they've also been the only team that has really performed to the levels that we've expected. Like obviously Brazil has lost, but we, you know, even throughout the tournament, we are expecting Brazil to score you know, yes. goals of plenty outside yes. of like one or maybe I think it's just one match really that didn't, that didn't happen. So France has been consistent. They've been, you know, meeting our expectations at every step of the way. Morocco on the other hand is the you know exact opposite of that in a good way where I think a lot of teams weren't expecting them, right? When they were talking about their group, people were talking about Croatia, they were talking about Belgium. And then the dark horse was Canada. Morocco was completely you know, left out of that conversation, even though as they've proven, they definitely have the quality and, and the ability to do so. Um, the question for me here is, I think, you know, or I think you actually posted, is this the end of, of Morocco's run? And it feels that way because, you know, they're, they're dealing with injuries. Um, they have, you know, suspension of your boy Chidira, who's oh, terrible. That, that's, that almost school. feels like yeah. a win. It's that, that might be addition by subtraction, but yeah, <laughs> they aren't a squad that has a lot of depth. They aren't France where they can kind of replace these guys. So it seems like Saïs is going to be out. He has a hamstring issue. That's a huge loss for them. He's their yeah. captain, leader, that defense that has only allowed the whatever one goal or whatever it is in this tournament. And so I think that opens up a, a pretty significant crack for them to try to paper over with whoever they have left on the bench. Um, and if you're going up a t- against a team with a, a papered over defense, you don't want it to be France. Um, they'll exploit it. So I think this is a game where, where France will probably win. They might even win pretty easily. Um, you know, maybe Morocco can figure something out, but it, it just feels like the wheels are starting to fall off. It's that that race car gif where it's cruising around full speed and then all of a sudden those front two tires just yeah. pop off and it just slides into the, to the pit lane. So, yeah. And um, I mean, listen, no matter what happens, this game, absolutely tremendous accomplishment for this squad. Um, and, and we have First this, African this team to make the semifinals of a World Cup. Right. Yeah. That's and, and that's a crazy stat to think about. But it's the, the beauty of it is, too, for us is we have this built in excuse because we say France is going to win. And if they don't, it's like, oh, nobody could have predicted Morocco. Well, you know, what? we're at the point where you can start predicting Morocco. It, you know, it, it shouldn't be a shock if they make it to the final at this point. Right. They've already handled juggernauts. But I'm so with you. I don't think it happens. I think the numbers absolutely reflect that. So France is a pretty heavy favorite here. The minus one ninety on the money line. Morocco plus 650. Um, even if you wanted to take Morocco to advance, plus 300, plus 425, draw no bet. They are um, plus 155, double chance. And if you want to get really crazy, minus 215, plus a goal and a half. Um, so I, I think, you know, this is, this is a situation where France are who they are. They're just a little too much to overcome. And unfortunately you can't get a good number on France anymore. No, I think so. I'll, I'll, I'll handicap this both ways. Cause I know there's people that are going to want to come in and they're going to want to bet on Morocco and they want to know how to do so. And there's people that are obviously going to want to bet on France. So if you're looking to bet on Morocco, I think the best bet here is to take Morocco plus one goal. That's minus minus one fifteen. 
if they are going to do well in this match, we know they're going to rely on that defense. They're going to see if they can, you know, break down any attacks that France generates. So plus a goal will get you protected, even if they lose and it's a close game. Um, if it's a draw or if somehow Morocco win in the you know, opening 90, then, hey, you cash out. It's basically even money. That's not bad value. Right. I, I think your risk is pretty much mitigated there. You know, the, the odds of France winning two or three goals, it's certainly there, especially with the injuries. But, you know, it's not worth trying to buy that extra goal. I mean, would you say plus one and a half was minus 160? Um, minus 215. Min- well, minus 215. Yeah. So, Terrible uh, number. Yeah. Oh, so that's what I'm looking at. Sorry. Plus one and a quarter is minus 160. Yeah. Um, the way that I'm going. So I, obviously I think this is where France kind of, you know, continues that, that run. We, they've been consistent. We know what to expect from them. If you're looking to find a little bit of, of juice here, uh, 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 an angle that might net you a little money. Um, France first half is plus 125. Uh, I like that bet a lot. You know, it's, it's their, their strongest 11 is, Certainly better than Morocco's strongest 11, especially when there's dealing with injuries and, you know, potentially some suspensions. Um, And I I know France is not going to want to let this one sit. You know, if you get into that 70th minute, 80th minute, and it's still 0-0, Morocco all of a sudden has every opportunity in the world of stealing one from you. So I think we talked about Argentina, not sure if Argentina is going to come out versus Croatia and sort of like just be happy with possession and and try to pick their spots or be forward. I think France in this match are going to be very aggressive and getting forward and trying to get Morocco opened up in early in the match, because if France can open them up, get a goal here and Morocco has to come out and be a little bit more open, then it's like floodgates will open. And I think France will win easily. Yeah. And one thing I want to say about this team um, compared to, you know, I'm sorry, I should have mentioned it when we talked about Croatia, um, that Croatia game against Brazil, Croatia in general, they were very happy to not go out on the counter and not really try to force the issue and leave themselves exposed. Um, Morocco, anytime they got the ball, man, and I've said this for two or three games now, they have players who are very adept at handling the ball. They make smart passes out to the wing. Like I said, their striker really let them down. Um, but I, I see this as being much more of an open game than the last two. Um but the, the bet I'm looking at here is France win in over one and a half, and that is plus 105. I think France do win. That obviously means that they get at least a goal. This could be a game where France gets two goals. I, I think, um, you know, they. you mentioned money line first half. They pop in a nice early one. They cruise. Um, Morocco holds it down for a little bit, but something happens in the 85th, 90th minute. France gets a goal. France gets a penalty. France gets a set piece. Something happens, and and I can see France kind of, you know, I don't think it's going to be a three or four nothing victory, but very easily could be a 2-0 victory for France here. And I think that plus 105 is a great number. Yeah, 2-0, 2-1, all works. So I think that's pretty good, too. If you're looking to kind of mitigate some of that first half risk, you want to play out for the full 90, that's probably where to go. Or, uh, listen, and, and one thing that has been very good for these last couple of games, this is a live bet opportunity. Um, you know, it didn't necessarily work out for us uh, in some of these other games. The Brazil game springs to mind where, you know, I, I think, um, you know, coming into the game against Croatia, they were like minus 400 or something like that. The huge, huge, huge favor. Um if you went into halftime and you were a believer in Brazil, you know, we were keeping an eye on these lines. They were minus 125 at halftime. So, yeah. you know, zero, zero half, right? So France, you're, you're looking at France right now. They're minus 190 in the money line. Well, if it goes into halftime, zero, zero, and France has been dominating, you're going to get them at plus money. 
So Easy. that very well could be the play. Uh, you don't necessarily have to make a bet before the game, but you know, the, the one that I'm going to be on is that France plus over one and a half. I think that's, that's a pretty solid one. Yeah. Now I want to talk about your favorite subject in betting and that's Always. corner kicks. Yes. Bono, the keeper for, for Morocco has been, I think maybe one of the stories of the tournament. He's been incredible. You know, he's been very sound, obviously a, a huge piece of why they they've, you know, been so successful and you know, only allowed the one goal in the, in the tournament so far. If we think France is going to be very, you know, open and coming forward, lots of shots on goal. Bono is going to be there and, and hopefully covering, you know, post to post that should open up the opportunity for lots of corner kicks. So France team total corners over six and a half is plus one ten. Where are you with that? Do you like that? Um, is that a little bit too high for you? Do you I know you I don't think like that's a little bit too high. So I've been really keeping track of what France has been doing. They've been kind of in that six, seven range in games that they dominate. Uh, they had two against England yesterday. And that's that's not going to cut it. And um, for whatever reason, like you said, I, I think Morocco games that uh, they they just do a hell of a job of keeping that ball in play or getting it out to the side versus for a corner. They're looking to kind of alleviate that risk whenever they possibly can. I don't know that I trust one or either team to get corners in this one, so I, I don't know that I can make that call, Scotty. Yeah, and that hurts I me to say. Because I, so the reason why I asked is I looked at it and the total was set at eight and a half, but over eight and a half was minus one forty five. I would love over eight and a half in this, just not at that number. That's why I looked at France. I mean, if the if the number is eight and a half, they they're looking at Morocco over two and a half is minus one forty. I I don't even know that I would like no. that because I don't know how much possession Morocco will have. They easily can get stuck on one or two. Yep. So that's why I was looking for the France angle. Um, so no, I'm going to go so and say Nikki it. I do not staying, like corners in this that's, game. That's what I just I, wanted to get you to say. Nicky yeah, Corners I, is staying away from corners in this game. I hate to say it, but that, that's a pass for me. That's tough. I think um, both of these games, I'm sorry, we didn't talk about them because the lines are not out yet, but both of these games could be primed for yellow cards or, or total oh, bookings. Croatia-Argentina, if that number is, it's probably going to be four and a half, but if it's less than four and a half, if it's three and a half, Take that every day. There's going to be so I'll many. I'll tell you cards. what, I might even take four and a half, um, depending on what that number looks like. So um, they're not out yet at the time of this recording, but we will definitely be keeping an eye on that. So uh, corners, well, Nick, or, excuse me, corners, yellows are, are a great bet in both of these matches. The one thing you're forgetting about is, you know, the refs love Argentina in this World Cup, Nick. So they're not sure going to give Argentina a lot of yellow cards. Right? Uh, that's, that's fair. What, that that's is what Portugal is telling me anyways. So um, listen, I, I will say not for anything, but it did seem like Argentina got a lot of the benefit of the doubt last game against the Netherlands um, in terms of refereeing decisions and lack of guards. Yeah. So maybe we just talked ourselves out of it. <laughs> like I said, if it's under four and a half, I will absolutely take it. Four and a half, I start to get a little nervous because, yeah, if there's any sort of favoritism towards Messi in his final World Cup. Yeah. You I mean, Paredes fucking fouled some, lunged at some dude, and then and launches the, the ball, ball into the net, <laughs> into the, the bench. Excuse me. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it's been interesting, and there's been no red cards yet in the World Cup. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, the guy from Shadira. Morocco had it. Yeah, yeah. He, got it. he got it the first sure one. Um, I was going to say red cards are due. They still might be due for, for some of these games. So just keep an eye on those numbers. Yeah. Um, uh, so, Scotty, let's wrap it up, dude. We, we talked about uh, the futures last game. Before last set of matches, uh, the three of us, because Coach Steve was with us, all said France was 100% the place to put your money on the World Cup winner. They were plus 400, I believe, 410, at the time. something like that, plus 400, plus 410, yeah. 
why don't you tell the listeners what France are today? Yeah, now if you want to get in a little, you know, a couple of days later, you you lost a lot of juice because they are now at plus 105. Uh, so you lost out big time. I mean, that's a big reason of that is because Brazil is out. So um, they are now the really the only squad that's left of the, you know, high and mighty favorites. I guess Argentina, you can maybe make a case for, but nobody's really expecting Croatia. Nobody was definitely expecting Morocco. Um, So, you know, I think France has a clear path here. Um, It's obviously represented in those odds, but hopefully you hopped on at plus 400 when we gave it out on last episode, because now you could, you could even potentially hedge a little bit with, you know, taking a half of whatever you put down on France last week, you put that down on um, Morocco and, and Croatia, and you've got basically got, three teams that could win and you'll get some sort of like plus 300 or better payout. I think if, yep. if you do that strategy, you'll get a plus 300 payout on France. You'll get a plus 300 payout um, equivalent on uh, Croatia. And then you'll get like a plus 450 equivalent payout on, on Morocco. So uh, as yeah. long as Argentina doesn't win, you're, you're getting a good payout. And what's the number on Argentina just so we have it uh, plus 150. So I, I'm not great. Not great. Not great. I mean, take them plus 125 to win the next match or minus 125, whatever yeah. it is. You're not going to tie that up in the future. So, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, the, the better bet on Argentina, like we just said, is I think it's the Argentina money line under or over, yeah. was it under two and a half? Is that what we said? Yep. For plus 210 or whatever it yeah. was. That's way better. All right. Well, there you've, you've heard it. Um, thank you guys for sticking with us. If you're listening to this early, you're on Patreon. Thank you so much. Tell your friends about it. Tell them to subscribe. Um, Shout out to all our listeners who have been with us every single step of the way. We hope these are some great matches. We hope you are cashing with us, and we will see you soon for the final.